not working toward that or with that knowledge that you just articulated. So, well, thank you very much indeed for um, being with us tonight. And and thank you for having me. Covering this nice uh, swath of subjects related to the lyric art. And uh, look forward to hearing you read and uh, be in the world of poetry in Portland and in Oregon in future. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good night, folks. Here is the usual closing by your host. Next month's Poetry and Everything will air, as always, on the fourth Monday of the month at 10 p.m. And, of course, course, ever ever after, after, or as I like to say, as long as the net lasts. Thank you for listening, folks. Support your local independent bookstores, your local independent reading series, and local independent community radio. Good night. Kibu Community Radio is a proud co-sponsor of Sir Richard Bishop Sunday, May 28th at 7 p.m. at the Old Church in Portland. Sir Richard Bishop is a composer, guitarist, and singer best known for his work with the Sun City Girls. He'll be joined at the Old Church by Robert Mills, musician, filmmaker, and ethnographer. Again, that's Sir Richard Bishop's Sunday, May 28th at 7 p.m. at the Old Church, 1422 Southwest 11th Avenue in Portland. More information can be found at kbu.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. Have you liked what you've been listening to all night here on kboo.fm? This is KBOO Portland. Go to the tip jar and make a donation and help us keep it on, keep it on. This is uh, from the archive of uh, June 2004. The Sudden Radio Project is knocking on your front door. Turn out the lights, turn up the sound, get cozy and listen. This is Saddam Hussein. And this is Osama bin Laden. We have come together on this solemn occasion to pay our respects to the dearly departed American President, the great Ronald Reagan, a man to whom each of us owes a great deal of gratitude and to thank him for his support. You may think it's an archive edition, but it's still relevant. It is a tribute to his greatness that Osama bin Laden, a fanatical Wahhabist nutcase, and Saddam Hussein, the infidel coddling false Islamist dog, could put aside our differences and join together in tribute to a man affectionately known as the Gibber. In 1980, the great people of Iraq went to war with that conniving obscenity of a nation, Iran. The United States prevented the United Nations from even discussing the matter for many days. But a few years later, Saddam was on the verge of a humiliating defeat. Shut up, Herr Farmer. A few years later, the Reagan administration had established close ties to Saddam, despite the lying accusations of torture and persecution against my regime and helped provide Saddam with the seeds for his fearsome chemical and biological weapons arsenal. Ronald Reagan helped Saddam achieve a great victory over Iran 
and he refused to believe the phony accusations that Saddam had gassed the treasonous Kurdish dog traitors who had betrayed him. For all you have done for me, Ronald Reagan. Saddam thanks you. Saddam thanks you. Before you became President Ronald Reagan, Osama bin Laden was just another no-good Arab playboy from a well-connected Saudi family. But when your CIA came to recruit holy warriors for a jihad against the Russian infidels who invaded Afghanistan, Osama found his calling, and with the help of Allah, drove out the godless communists and established a base with the jihad against all the infidels of the world. Thank you, Ronald Reagan. Thank you for the millions you funneled to the Mujahideen. Thank you for helping to save Afghanistan from totalitarianism. God is great. God is great. How dare you speak his holy name, you secularist sissy boy. Shut your hairy hole, you anorexic dog. Don't you mean spider hole? Go back to your cave and smear yourself. You are a pig. You are a weasel. You are a donut. You are a rat. <laughs> This is the Sudden Radio Project, an hour of wholesome, all-American radio theater, right here on KBOO, 90.7 FM in Portland, your all-American radio station. and girls. Well, it certainly is a beautiful day in Uncle Sam's neighborhood, isn't it? Ruling the world is so much fun, but it's not easy, boys and girls. No, no, no. Wait a minute. Let's not forget to punch the code into our homeland security system. We don't want the wetbacks who mow the lawn to wander anywhere they're not supposed to. Do we? Can you say Bracero, boys and girls? Muy bien. Like I was saying, it's not easy when you're the global hegemon. Can you say hegemon, boys and girls? Good. You see, when you're the global hegemon, even the smallest decisions can have worldwide repercussions. Can you say repercussions? Oh, don't worry. You could still be president. As I was saying, global repercussions are why I'm always so careful in choosing my clothes, even when I'm at home. So let's be comfortable, shall we? First, we'll turn the thermostat to a nice, comfortable temperature. Can you say conservation, boys and girls? That's all right. It's not important. 
Now let's see what we have in the closet. Hmm. You know, boys and girls, I'm just not sure what I should wear this evening. I know. Let's ask Asia Ann. Asia Ann? Hello? Are you there, Asia Ann? Oh! Oh, so sorry, Uncle Sam. Can I hear so good? Factory very loud. Well, things are a little different where you come from, Asia Ann. Can you say OSHA, boys and girls? Oh, never mind. You don't need to know. Do you like it where you live, Ajan? Oh, Ajan, no complain. No complain about 14-hour day or, or six or seven day work week or bad wages and no union. No, no, no. Ajan, glad to have job and not work in feared or be prostitute for hanky-winky. Ajan, no complain. Ajan, so happy, so happy. That's nice. We're very proud of you, Asia Ann. Can you say free market, boys and girls? Excellent. Repeat that to yourselves every day. Uncle Sam, look, I have just the outfit for you. Brand new Kobe Rebron Abdul Jordan sneaker with matching sweatsuit. Very comfy and only $250 retail. Asia Ann can get grain of rice piece rate for set. Asia Ann so happy to make, so happy. Oh, Asia Ann, that is very darling and stylish, too. Can you say, badass motherfucker, boys and girls? Well, maybe you should wait until your parents leave the room. Hey, what that thing I Oh, no. Uh-oh. Asia Ann, did you forget to ask Mr. Knight if you could go on a break? Break? Yes, bitch, don't get no break. Oh, Mr. Knight. So sorry, so sorry. I'll teach you being a sorry, flat out slut. Move. 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 Can you say wage slavery, boys and girls? It's still legal, after all. Oh, goodness. Sounds like Uncle Sam has a visitor. Can you say surveillance camera, boys and girls? Let's have a look and see who's at the door. It's Mr. McLaughlin. You know what we do when Mr. McLaughlin comes to the door, don't you boys and girls? That's right. We let Fireman Fred open it. Fireman Fred, where are you? What is it, Uncle Sam? Mr. McLaughlin is here to see us. Super, let me get the door for you, Uncle Sam. Death to the imperialist infidels! <laughs> oh my word, are you okay, Fred? Are you okay? Oh darn it, boys and girls. Fireman Fred is dead, and that devious Mr. McLaughlin has escaped. You know what we do to ease our pain and heartache when Uncle Sam gets a black eye, don't you? That's right, we attack someone who had nothing to do with it. Can you say spreading democracy, boys and girls? Oh, don't worry. We'll find and punish that Mr. McLaughlin, eventually. What do we want? Peace. Peace. What do we want it? Now. What do we want? Peace. Do you hear that? Now. What do we want? Peace. 
Sounds to me like a demonstration. Can you say anti-Americanism, boys and girls? Oh, I know it's upsetting to see Uncle Sam's righteousness questioned by people who don't appreciate their freedom. But it's perfectly harmless. Just because the people have a voice doesn't mean we have to listen, do we? We'll just close the door, arm the security system, and make sure the security cameras are on so we can get good pictures of all the subversives. Can you say preventative detention, boys and girls? Excellent. What's that? Oh, of course I haven't forgotten the poor fallen Fireman Fred. Fireman Fred is a true American hero, so we need to take Fireman Fred to the land of Washington, D.C., where King Holiday will pay tribute to his brave guardian of our freedom. I think Hummer will be along any minute to take Fred to the land of Washington, D.C. Hello, Hummer. How are you today? Yes, I know gasoline is very expensive these days. Well, we all pay the price of freedom in some way, Hummer, but poor Fireman Fred has paid the ultimate price for our freedom. He needs to go to the land of Washington, D.C. to be honored by King Holiday. Yes, it is true that the Poontang in the land of Washington, D.C. just adores Hummer. You can have all you want once you deliver Fred. Yes, you can take out a few hybrids along the way. Have a nice trip. Bye now. adjourn this meeting of the National Security Council just for more really getting into it. So long, Hawks. Keep up the good work. Hey, wake up, Dingle Frizzle. Huh? What? Where did the chefs of staff go, Queen Carl? Why, the chiefs have gone to spread good cheer to the lovely people of the land of Washington, D.C., my liege. That's wonderful, Queen Carl. So what's next on the addendum? Agenda leaves for brains. Why, you have a press conference with the town crier's good king, Holiday. Are they going to ask me about the Fred Meyer? Quagmire, you imbecile. Oh boy, time for school. You're not in school anymore, moron. Did I flunk out? Get your mind out of your pants and get the gas out of your ass. Oh. oh. Greeting, good friend Hummer. What news bring you? I'll be out as soon as I've packed my lunchbox. Shut your pretzel hole. Cast your eye upon the sad scene, your highness. It seems one of our brave men in uniform has fallen in the line of duty. I fall whenever I do lines of duty, too. Pull your head out of your nose and put it in your ass where it belongs. Okay. Oh, great King Holiday, we must address the people and honor the supreme sacrifice your subject has made. What the hell are you doing, numbnuts? My head's too big to fit in my ass. Can I put it in the sand instead? Not while the cameras are rolling, doofus. Get out there. The speech, idiot. Read 
the speech. Oh yeah. Greetings, good and parabolic people of the hand of Washington, D.C. Our Nathan has suffered a great and honorable trajectory on this dark day. But I... Stick to the script. I... Start the choir, start the choir. Boys and girls, that's all the time we have for tonight. Thank you very much for living in Uncle Sam's neighborhood. I hope you've learned something. I know I have. Uncle Sam, you don't look anything like my mother or father. How can you be my uncle? He's not your uncle, you idiot. Why not call him Mr. Sam then? Shut up! Hold on, just let me grab my homework. Good night, boys and girls. Good night. Benny, what a palatial joint. Button your yap, you mug. You want to get us pinched? I think somebody's in the house, Benny. Muffle the chin music. Grab the bag. Come on. I never seen such a grand looking house, Benny. I bet they got real artwork here, like, you know, in the museum. You ever been in a museum, Freddy? Well, not, not during the day. Yeah. Uh, I bet we could clean this place out and live off the fat of the land for the rest of our lives, Benny. Yeah, well, we're not. We just need a little ready cash to pay our flutie the weasel. So, uh, what is it we're nabbing? They got an original Rembrandt on the second floor. Jeez, Benny, an original. Which one? It's called Made with a Relief Pitcher in Oxen. Worth about two million simoleons. Oh, I know that one. It's from the middle period when he was painting in the, in the Berkshires. It's often said that his style changed significantly after that painting, and that the maid represented his mother who, who felt oppressed by his father, an ox. But I've always held the theory that he was trying to, you know, like comment on the excesses of Louis XIV. Rembrandt's profound understanding of Pinto Puttini's work led to denunciation of European monarchs in general. In all of his later work, it's certainly the most idiotic of all of his middle work. Yes, but you're forgetting that he quit Buddhism to join the French Foreign Legion around the same time, so maybe that influenced his painting. But then again, it was right after his daughter with the cloven hoof was born, so we can't ignore the influence on his work. Yes. All his women had cloven hooves during this period, and they generally pictured eating hay. Will you get that flashlight out of my face? Oh, sorry, sorry, Benny. So, uh, how much do you owe Flutie the Weasel? 500 clams. <sighs> but it never hurts to have a little cushion. Besides, there's a Holstein running in the Bell Mint Steaks next week that I think is going to make me some dope. 
Jeez, Benny, the listeners don't know that was a joke. How do you spell Belmont Steaks? Oh, sorry, folks. That's S-T-E-A-K-S. I'm tired of whispering. I've been whispering for two pages. It hurts my throat. Why don't you whisper for a few pages? Okay, all right. But just till we get to the landing, I don't want to ruin my throat either. I'm singing the tenor part in La Terra Firma tomorrow at the Grange Hall. I thought you was a baritone. I am, but they're paying me a tenor for the role. Oh. <laughs> you know, Benny, I think there is somebody in the house. Watch out for the dog, will you? Look, they're supposed to be in the country this weekend, I'm telling you. The place is empty. Okay, we're at the landing. Where do we go from here? Follow the yellow arrows that say this way to the Rembrandt. It's on the third corridor to the left past the chipmunk gauge. And the chorus girls. Watch out for that elk antler that hangs across the hall. Don't move. There's a car coming. Uh, we're like on the second floor. Who cares about a car? Is this the door? <laughs> yes. How did you know? Well, it says uh, Rembrandt room. Keep out. It's locked. Why don't you pick it? The door, you maroon, the door. Oh. Benny, is that you? It's your mom. Don't move. Keep very still. Are, Are you, you trying, trying to steal, steal the rum rent again? again? I, I told you about, about this before. before. Don't, Don't make, make me come, come out there. there. As you value Benny? your life, Watson, keep absolutely still. Is that Cretan Freddy with you? What? Now you've done it. Well, geez, Benny, she had no right. I got an MFA in the in the Slammer. I've published two monographs on Bessie Smith. You did? I thought you told me you had a phonograph record of Bessie Smith. No, no, no. I got sent up because I stole a phonograph, which I denied, but it came out in the polygraph. I tried to bribe the judge, but he didn't go in for grafting. You know George Raft, are you? So you did your time like a good boy. Oh, I made short shrift of my sentence due to my good behavior. There's another joke in there about short sentences, but we don't have time for it because here she comes with her dart gun. Dart gun? Yeah. She has custom-made darts filled with hollandaise sauce. We better get out of here if we don't want to end up like Eggs Benedict. I'm showing no mercy this time. And you're grounded for two weeks. Ow! That hurts. Hey, it needs more mustard, Mrs. Winch Hassel. That does it. You two are finished. Run! I've seen her like this before. She's got two clips of those things and she'll chase us up to Klamath Falls before she gives up. Wow! I told your father you were a wastrel when you brought home a lousy bee on your nuclear fission paper. Uh, we need a vacation anyway. Maybe Flutie won't find us in Klamath Falls, Benny. Nobody will find us in Klamath Falls. <laughs> Careful, you're stepping in it. Duck! Ow! I don't think this stuff is so good for my skin, Benny. Let's get out of here. That's Jake with me. Lucky for you, I brought an inflatable motorcycle. Ow! My own mother. I'm taking your birthday present back to Nerdman Mucus. I'm ready. I'm ready. Uh, but, um, Benny? Yeah? We're uh, still on the second floor. Didn't we go down the stairs to outrun her? No, I forgot. Let's do it.
What about the motorcycle? Oh, yeah. I'll get it. I didn't hear you bring the motorcycle with you. Okay. How is she today? She's had a pretty good day, I guess. No episodes. Thanks. Has she talked very much? Not when I've been in there. She slept a lot today. Uh, One of the interns is with her now. Thanks. Hi. Oh, her signs look good today. Her pulse is strong. I was talking to her earlier about medicine, you know, the weather. She was very lucid. Thank you. Okay, well, I'm about done. I'll leave her in your hands. Bye-bye. Michelle, how long have you been here, dear? I just got here, Mother. Have you had a good day? I guess so. I was just very confused this morning. I couldn't remember I was in the hospital. Then I thought I was delivering errant... Isn't that funny? I didn't remember I'm old. <laughs> you know, Michelle? <gasps> yes, Mother? What? Oh, 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 I know. The worst thing about this disease is that you can't remember you have it. <laughs> I should have had the word Alzheimer's tattooed on my hand so that every time I wake up not knowing where I am or what they're doing to me, I can look down at the tattoo and remember. I want to go outside. Well, you're allowed if you have the strength. I don't. I can't even get to the bathroom without help. Some other day. Where's Natalia? Natalia? Well, um, I haven't heard from her. You've always been direct with me. I won't remember her anyway. I've been thinking about her today. I wish she would come see me. She's in trouble, Michelle. She needs help. You don't know where she is, do you? No, she, um, she called Lucy uh, several months ago, trying to get money out of her. She started screaming about how Lucy stole her children and, uh, She's lost, poor dear. When was the last time she saw them? Last year. She's with some new guy, another loser. They tried to steal Marcos's car. I think Marco came to see me yesterday, or this morning. Has Lucy been here? Who? My sister. Your daughter. Lucy. Red hair? Oh, that one. I don't know. 
flits in, flits out, yells at the nurses. She still smokes. I can smell it. I miss the birds at home, Michelle. Do you remember all the birds that used to come by the lake at home? How they would all line up on the clothesline and sing to me? I would have afternoon tea in the sunroom. Birds would sing in the morning sun. I drove home last week, Michelle. The garden needs so much work, but the birds... What are they? Barn swallows. I had a hammock when I was a girl. Fell out when a bee stung me on the lip. At the summer house. That was that was when Pop was alive. Twenty years ago, Mom. Lucy got stung by a bee. We're playing bridge tonight at the Devon Duplicate. Hope my gown still fits. I've put on a pound or two since the last duplicate. All that rich duck they serve. Natalia will help me. Natalia. There's nothing worse than overcooked Brussels sprouts, Lucy. Why that girl can't steam her vegetables is beyond me. She smokes, you know. Lucy, that too. Her father knows, covers for her. He always covers up her mistakes. Where's father today, Michelle? I waited at lunch for him. Who is it? <coughs> Who is it? Open up. Open up. I thought you fucking got nabbed. What the fuck took you so long? Give me the shit. It was Give raining. Me. I couldn't find him. He wanted more money. <coughs> Motherfucker. What's his fucking problem? Every fucking time. More money. Where do you get it? How do you think I got it? Why is it so fucking hot in here? Oh, you're great, baby. I owe you. Where's the rope? I can't find the rope. You cook, I'll find the rope. Don't forget, I'm getting some of that shit, too. Where's the spike? Table. I started to go fucking nuts. I thought you were gone, you know? Like, gone. I thought they fucking... I don't know. You, you know what? I mean, I can't go out like this, can I? That motherfucker! I'm gonna pop a cap in his ass someday, you know? Oh, watch me, baby. I'll do it. This whole fucking country is loaded with his shit, baby. Better shit, even. Oh, you know, you know, I don't have to fucking, you know, deal with this bullshit. You know, we, we could go anywhere. It's a, it's a free goddamn market. Don't go talking shit, Kenny. Don't go pop your fucking supply, asshole. <laughs> oh, he's not the only buy in the hood, you know. I don't have to take this shit from him. Come here. Here, hold this. What are you looking at? People. Outside, walking around. Dumpster divers. Wet streets with streetlights glistening on them. Hookers. Couple holding hands. Well, it's freaking me out. Here, hold this. Dahlia, I'll come back to us, sugar. There ain't nothing out there that'll do you like in here. Holy shit, baby. Look at your arm. It's all blue, green, and orange. Go someplace else. Feet. Toe. Tongue. Someplace. It's looking nasty. <laughs> yeah. It hurts like hell. But what a great vein, huh? Best vein in the block. It's the only place I can get in. But I can't squeeze anymore. Could you? Hold it in your teeth. I'm not your fucking mother. My teeth aren't doing so good, baby. You know, loose and bleeding and shit. Could you just fucking, you know, hold this? Jesus Christ, please. Doesn't have to be a fucking discussion. If I could do it myself, I wouldn't ask. Oh, mama. Sing to me. <laughs> Take me out and wind me up and let me go. Oh, I'm fucking a... I'm a fucking loose balloon. What's with you in that fucking window? Don't you want some? Oh, you were here. If I'd have known you were here... Well, that's okay. 
Nice of you to drop by, Lucy. Don't start with me, Michelle. I have a family, you know. I have a business to run. I'm not just sitting on my ass. How is she? Uh, She was fine when I got here. Now she's off floating someplace. Kept asking for Natalia. Has Natalia called recently? No. I don't know how she would know where Mother is. I haven't talked to Natalia in six months. If Marco has talked to her, he wouldn't tell me. I talked to Erin the other day. I think she would tell me if Natalia called. How are Natalia's kids? They're fine, I guess. Adjusting. Erin says they're a handful. She needs some more money to take care of them, just until the hearing. She looks like she's a million miles away. Looks like she's busy, deep in thought. She doesn't look dazed, but rather... Drugged. No, she looks like she's doing something, like she's floating in her own world, but busy. Yeah, right. Busy. Did they change your goddamn sheets today? I guess so. Not while I was here. We pay all this money and they don't even change the sheets every day. She has to live in her own filth. It's not your money, Lucy. And they do change the sheets. She's fine. Stop fussing. She just looks very focused right now. She doesn't even know we're here. You have to smoke before you come here. It permeates the place. How do you think I get through this? I need something to take my mind off it. Can't you see what this is doing to me? Don't do it, dear. Come to Grandma. Come to Grandma. It's Lucy, Mother. And Michelle. Well, as long as she's like this, I might as well go. She's blowing all over the place like leaves. I've got lots of paperwork to do tonight. I'll drop by tomorrow. They're going to examine her on Thursday. Full evaluation. I know. I'll be here. Good. I have a board meeting in the afternoon. It would be a little tight for me. Okay, call me if you need anything. Don't sleep here tonight, okay? Yeah, yeah. Look, Michelle. I know you have more than your share of burden with this, and and we appreciate it. But you have more leisure time, let's face it. I'm busy 24-7. For as long as she's here, I know you'll do the best you can to be with her and take care of her needs. I can't tell you what a relief that is to know I can depend on you. I I don't mind taking care of the paperwork. Oh, if you get a call about that radiology bill, tell them I send a check. I will by the end of the month. We're all very comfortable with you doing this for us. She needs someone. Eugene asked me about one of those homes the other day again. I told him we'd have to wait. Why does he keep pressuring you about this? He doesn't like me spending so much time worrying about Mother. To tell you the truth, it's affecting our marriage. I'm sure it's affecting yours, too. Bentley isn't exactly independent, is he? I tried to tell Eugene that it wouldn't be forever, but he insists we find someone to take care of her besides us. Us? When was the last time he visited her? Look, I I just can't do this now. I have to go. Eugene is waiting for me at the theater. I'm late as it is. He'll explode if I miss the curtain. SNM News, a subsidiary of Time Nike McDonald's Halliburton. Good evening. Our top story is creativity. At the federal reallocation facility tonight, several spiritual essences were reallocated from their physical bodies. As per law, each of the criminals was allowed to speak before the process began. But who says artists have all the creativity? Here's our reporter on the scene, Peeny Envy. Peeny? 
Well, they all got their last word in, as the Constitution allows. When the criminal is done speaking, he or she turns around and the procedure begins. Spectators and technicians alike sat stoically through the tedious, histrionic speeches of each criminal here at the Federal Reallocation Facility, but everyone was treated to some of the most creative and inventive uses of reallocation devices ever. What a show! The skilled American Patriot technicians at the facility used everything from never-before-tried chemical mixtures to electrical charges to unexpected clubs. The best work came on a group of artists. These folks who used creativity to cloak their crimes inspired the Patriot technicians to their most surprising correctives. One highlight was a minority-hugging painter. I painted La Espaldo, which means the sword. It depicted the tyranny of our government against minorities. It can't really be true. I'm a painter, not a rebel. It was a painting, not an anarchist meeting or no subversive pamphlet. I'm an American. They can't do this to me. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe if I turn around, anything will happen. There. I was wrong. I shouldn't have done it. I love our government. I love our president. Please, stop. Please. What music? The flat side of swords. La Espelda? Touché! Then there was the famous stage actress who presented in the nude. This is the vast. Me and the black. And maybe you, if it's the right time. It's the place we go to hoping for answers, such as, why is it that we sit in a theater and listen to someone talking to herself when we haven't been to a play in years that moved us, really moved us? And when it happened, it was because someone like us had just had their dearest dream crushed. And we remember because it hurt. Both times, when playwrights like Shakespeare have said it so well, and we've heard it so many times. And besides, no one can explain life better than Thornton Wilder in our town, who said we're all waiting, waiting for the eternal part of us to come out clear. Why sit here and listen? Why sit here and listen? On the other hand, why not talk to the vast when we call the cosmic the void instead? Why is the sky black and I not? Or why is the wedding dress white and I black? How does the bird fly? In the ruins of Rome, why don't we ask the proper questions about our civilization? The question is not, could this happen to us, but... Will there be anything we leave worth future tourists coming to see? What monument have we, have I, left? What's my legacy? Should I have children, or graffiti a wall, or write my thoughts down on a yellow pad, or should I stay silent and let the vast be a void because it sucks up all sound and expression anyway? (gasps) When I was in Rome, and I looked at the ruins of their greatness, the broken columns, empty temples, facades hanging in space with nothing behind them, the headless statues, I realized that the Eternal City is a monument worth something. I don't know exactly why, so I looked at it. I looked up into the skies, the cosmos, and I knew exactly what to say at the hour of my death. Because when I speak and someone listens, 
The void is gone, and we hold hands. We hold hands, you and I, the Romans and I, the cosmos and I. We touch each other the way you go to Rome now and touch the columns that once held the Senate building. My legacy is to speak and listen. When I speak, I'm hoping you will find it interesting. Otherwise, if it's just a void, why listen? She went on like that, blah, 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 some speech from some play or something. But the reallocation technicians were unfazed by her nude act and wrapped her in curtains and submerged her in black ink. Beautiful. A former guard at the facility also joined the artists. His own confession gives you the story. I was doodling on the poster next to the president's face. Bad idea, I guess. I drew this cylinder, but I guess it looked like a penis. But if you think about it, a lot of things look like a penis. And a lot of things look like a, well, you know, a vagina. But I'm not an artist. I'm just a guy, you know. This is crazy. I was just scribbling a little. I've always voted for the great old liberal conservative party. Hey, let me go, please. I've got kids and a wife. I've never been divorced. I recycle. I believe in God. I don't know what I'm supposed to say. He didn't say much after that. Not with a large gelignite phallus shoved down his throat and ignited by remote control. Oh, oh. That was the most spectacular effect of the night. But the most notorious of the lot, however, was the poet. Remember what our president said only last month at his State of the State address. We've got to think of the good of the society, not the artist. People need to relax. We can't keep up with the world market if we're diverting our human resources away from productive and rejuvenal functions. Er, he meant rejuvenative, I believe. So the audience was especially interested in... Oh. I believe we're experiencing technical difficulties, but... Uh, what? What? My, the, the mic's unable to comprehend. I think our signal's being compromised at the moment. Oh, I just got word that this is an unauthorized use of the airwaves. I disobey. I'm not going to give up my life. They'll have to take it from me, if they can find me. I disobey. I will not stop subverting. I will not stop. If this message reaches you, remember, we must disobey. You should try some of this, baby. It's like I'm wrapped in velvet tentacles. <laughs> tell ya. What the hell is so goddamn interesting outside the window? I tell ya. Nothing. That's better. Join me. We'll roll. Tell it's, grandma, it's grandma, honey. honey. Hey, where are you going? What are you doing? Honey? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> so, you're gonna throw it out the fucking window? How symbolic is that? Uh, just make sure you save a little for when you pull your fucking head out of your ass. Shut up, Kenny. <laughs> 
big grand Hollywood gesture. Well, if you throw it out the window, you better jump out after it. Because you ain't worth shit without it. And when I come down, I'm going to kill your fucking ass anyway. <laughs> so toss it, baby. Toss it and jump. If you don't want no junk, you ain't worth shit to me anyhow. Fucking chalky bitch from the burbs. <laughs> oh, you fucking kill me. Fuck you, Kenny Bat. You can't do shit without me. You're like a fucking invalid. And I'll fix you up fine. You're like a half-bald caterpillar crawling around the apartment. If I wasn't selling my ass on the corner, you wouldn't have money. You wouldn't have this, this goddamn shit we use for vain food. This is fucked up, Kennedy. You're fucked up. I'm fucked up, too. What the hell am I doing here? Hey. Hey, Kenny, you okay? What's wrong? Oh, shit, Natalie. I'm feeling kind of bad. You don't look so good. I can't breathe. My stomach... Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, damn. Selling my coat. Call Tiger. Tiger can't help you. What the hell is Tiger going to do? I'm calling 911. No, no. Are you nuts? No cops. I'm not going back again. If you call 911, you'll wish you jumped out of the window, baby. Call Tiger, will you? Just call Tiger. Call. You. Kenny. Yo, talk to me, man. Tell ya. 911, what is your emergency? Tell ya. Hello? Is this Kenneth G. Batten? Tell ya. Send an ambulance to 15 North Street. Tell ya. Apartment 47. Tell ya. It's an overdose or some bad shit or... May I have your name, please? Oh. Aunt Michelle. Hi. Sorry I woke you up. I just thought I'd stop by on my way home from work. Uh, what time is it? Near 10. They wouldn't let me up. I came up the back stairs. How is she? Uh, she was very lucid when I arrived. Um, she's been in kind of a trance for about two hours now. Oh. Grandma. It's Marco. Mother. She seems to be sort of um, coming Grandma. to. Grandma. Grandma. Mother. Mother! Marco. Michelle. She'll be okay now. She'll be fine. She's going to your house, Michelle. She'll be okay now, I think. She's come back to us. Who, Mother? Who will be okay? What's she mean? Natalia. Natalia, everything is going to be fine, Michelle. Don't worry. Go home now. Don't tell Lucy yet. Tell Mom what, Grandma? Is she just Grandma? I don't get it. I'm not sure, but something tells me I should go home. Have you been thinking about Natalia, Mother? Thinking? I held her in my arms. Like she was a little girl. Go, Michelle. Tell her we love her. She's out of it. Go to her. Tired. So tired now. Sleepy. So sleepy.
Aunt Michelle? Aunt Michelle? Aunt Michelle? It's never going to be the same without you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. What was it the poet said? <laughs> the head of uh, John the Baptist on a platter with fries? It was never this good before. Black crow soars over the evergreen against sapphire. She's dancing in the shadowy tower again. That became a... From under a rug, I crawled into oblivion. I want the end to be the beginning. I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. Strong winds are like sirens in the dark. It blew the collar of your coat against my cheek. Obscurity is its own reward. End of the beginning. <laughs> Making connections of chaotic moments, they... and became a The long sensual road across the thigh drew me north. How do the dispirited find the will to create? Song of despair in the twilight. Song of despair in the twilight. She entered the tunnel that became a cave. Song of despair. Which became wallpaper. Helped me slip into its patterns. and threw herself under a train at a station in Moscow. 
in an eternal night. Take away that fool's bauble. It's a long time yet before the end of the dream. Your theories don't make sense anymore. Her thoughts scare me the most. Tore the clothes from his back. How about a glass of water? From velvet mouths, it whispered my name last night. Take me away. Shostakovich was urged to find his way back to socialist realism. Squeaked as we stepped into the darkness. And goosebumps when it slithered across my bed. Any less? Your fingers were like feathers across my skin. That became a... Take me away. In the maze of geometry. Which became a... He owed her a melancholy song. A song of despair floated in the twilight. And became a... Circling back on herself with the vengeance of repetition. What was it the poet said? I could hear your breath falling against the pillow. Wet trickled across her navel. With bitter love, she pulled him closer. The smell of your skin in the afternoon He sang her a melancholy ode. And the pundits say... With bitter love, she pulled him closer. The smell of your skin in the afternoon... He sang her a melancholy ode. And the pundits say... When they play in the yard and laugh innocently, I'm afraid. What was it the philosopher said? The pores of your tongue pulling across my skin. The taste of my moistened, salty skin on your tongue. There's no memory of your touch. Your textures confuse me. There's no memory of your touch. Slip into its patterns. I pulled back. When it closed around my wrist, I pulled back. When it closed around me, I pulled back. Take me away. It was never this good before. Take me 
circling back on herself with the vengeance of repetition. Away. The pores of your tongue pulling across my skin. The taste of my moistened, salty skin on your tongue. What was it the poet said? From too much love of living, from hope and fear set free. We thank with brief thanksgiving, whatever gods may be. That no life lives forever, that dead men rise up never. That even the weariest river winds somewhere safe to see. Then star nor sun shall waken, nor any change of light. Nor sound of waters shaken, nor any sound or sight. Nor wintry leaves, nor vernal nor days, nor things diurnal. Only the sleep eternal in an eternal night. What, what was it the philosopher said? What was it the poet said? Oh, Black crow swords over the evergreen of the Tore the clothes from his back, This has been yet another edition of the Sudden Radio Project. Tune in next month on July 26th for another hour of great radio theater. Tonight's contributors include... He means June. Ben Hall, Heather Andrews, Roland Carlson, Connor Kearns, Lori Pashal, John Severn, Lisa Hamid, Daniel Flesses, and Todd Greblow. You can catch Radio Theater every Monday night from 11 p.m. to midnight here on KBOO. The first Monday of the month, it's Surrealism Old and New on the Ubu Hour. The second Monday of the month, completely improvised live radio theater on the listeners. The third Monday of the well, month, he doesn't mean that. it's That's Bedtime not Stories for Adults on Gremlin Time. And the final Monday, it's the Auditory Auditorium of... The Sudden Radio Project. Thank you for listening. Well, it's actually the fourth Monday. KBOO Portland. KBOO.FM. Don't forget to take your pills.
Fort Mosaic Festival, May 26th through the 29th at various locations throughout North and Northeast Portland. The second annual Vanport Mosaic Festival will offer an exploration of the history and legacy of Vanport through a series of films and plays, lectures and conversations, and guided tours, audiences will be invited to reflect upon the journeys of those who lived and died in the city of Vanport. As part of the festival, there will be screenings of a selection of Vanport oral histories. Again, that's the Vanport Mosaic Festival, May 26th through the 29th at various locations throughout North and Northeast Portland. More information can be found at kboo.fm on the right side of the homepage under Community Events. Hello, KBOO members. Thank you for being part of our amazing community. It takes all of us to manage this great community resource, and the role played by KBOO Board of Directors is essential. Here is an opportunity for you to join the KBOO Board and become part of the team that is guiding our daily work and representing the interests and visions of all of our members. Please consider applying to become a KBOO Board member if you want to help serve our community and put your gifts and talents to good use. There is a time commitment of about 15 hours a month for all board members, and you must be a KBOO member. To apply, go to kboo.fm or stop by the station to pick up a paper copy. The deadline to apply is May 25th, 2017. We are looking for folks who love KBOO, who are committed to our community, and who want to carry forward KBOO's values of peace, justice, democracy, human rights, multiculturalism, environmentalism, freedom of expression, and 